there, and welcome to the Brandy McDonald MomCast. I'm your host, Brandy. Have you ever noticed that when you have healthy relationships, that things seem to be good overall for you? You know, if you're getting along with your spouse, your friends, your kids, you're typically feeling pretty good. But then on the contrary, if you maybe have had a fight with the spouse or a good friend or maybe your parents or your kids aren't being very you know, nice to you or you've argued with them, it really kind of affects you internally in a negative way. Well, there's a reason for that. And the reason is we are relational beings. And we're relational because God is relational and we are created in the image of God. God is inherently relational. And what does inherently mean? Inherently means permanent and an inseparable element, quality, or attribute. So we cannot separate the relational aspect from God, and we cannot separate the relational aspect from ourselves. I read on explorergod.com that God reveals Himself because he wants to be known. God reveals himself as creator as well as savior through Jesus and counselor through the Holy Spirit. God is active and involved on the earth and in our lives. He's not just a bystander sitting and observing. So God wants to be in relationship with us. He wants us to know Him. And I think this is especially important as a mom because God wants us to lean into Him. He wants us to raise our kids, to know Him, to trust Him. He has created our children to do mighty things, and He has given our children to us to help bring those gifts and talents out. It's really a beautiful honor, if you think about it, that we have been entrusted with these little people to discover, you know, their hidden talents, if you will, and then we get to help them grow. But it starts with a relationship. And if you want to have healthy relationships with people and with your children, It starts with having a healthy relationship with God. And what I love is that when we got off on the wrong foot in the very beginning in Genesis, when Adam and Eve made the terrible decision to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they fell out of relationship with God. And what did God do? He immediately knew he had a rescue plan. He had a plan in place to put us back in right relationship with him. And that tells me that relationships are important to God. If we want to know the heart of God, his nature, his character, then it's important for us to know his word. And the Bible says that Jesus is the Word made flesh. So as mothers, it is really important for us to get to know Jesus. God wants us to know Him, not in a distant way, but in an intimate way. 
And Jesus is the way we get to know God the Father in an intimate way. Colossians 1.15 says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Hebrews 1.3 says, The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His nature, upholding all things by His powerful word. After He had provided purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. I love that. Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. He is the image of the invisible God. John 14, 8-10 Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus replied, Philip, I have been with you all this time, and still you do not know me. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own. Instead, it is the Father dwelling in me, performing His works. So Jesus shows us who the Father is in a very intimate and real way. And you know what? Scripture shows us how we need to relate to God and to people. And what I love and what I have seen through Scripture, reading the Gospels, I find that Jesus is very counterculture in his relationships. He is not afraid of controversy. He's not afraid of outward appearances. What Jesus was always concerned about in his interactions with people was the heart. He always was concerned about their hearts. And I have learned that when we connect with God and when we have people in our lives that we share our life with, when we are in community, when we are around other like-minded believers, we really find out what is in our own hearts. When you're isolated, when you withdraw, when you aren't connected to other people, you get caught up in your own thoughts and your own emotions. And we need each other to get back on track. And not only do we need each other, but we also have the counselor that God has given us, which is the Holy Spirit. So if you haven't caught on by now, what I'm trying to say is we need to know the heart of God. And we get to know the heart of God by knowing Jesus. And we also need one another. We need relationships. Relationships are a gift. And I am so thankful that we get to have this gift of relationships with one another. Mother Teresa once said, The biggest disease today is not leprosy or cancer or tuberculosis, but rather the feeling of being unwanted, uncared for, and deserted by everyone. That, to me, is so sad. The feeling of not being wanted or not feeling like anybody sees you or hears you or can relate to you, especially as a mom. We face so many things on a daily basis that sometimes we can feel like we are the only ones, but the truth is you're not. There is 
another mother who has experienced what you've gone through, who has overcome, who has seen the light at the end of the tunnel. And that's why we need to connect with one another so that you can rise up and face another day. So I want to take a minute and talk about moms with newborns, because when a mom has a newborn baby, everything has just changed. Everything. Psychology Today states that mothers with newborns are at risk for loneliness. While they may be connected to their newborn all the time, they are disconnecting from friends and possibly even their spouse. So I mention this because at my church, it has always been so important to me that if I saw a woman with a little baby, I immediately would walk up to her and would let her know that there is a group of women at our church that can support her, that she can connect with if she would like to. And because I know deep down, she really needs it. Even if she's not the type that wants a lot of friends, even if she feels uncomfortable meeting new people, she needs that community. So I have really tried to reach out to those mamas that I see at my church that have a baby because I want them to know the other women that I know because they have encouraged me so much. And I hope you have the same. If you are a new mom or if you are a mom that has you know, children that are older or you're out of the baby phase, man, how awesome would it be if you just gave a new mom an encouraging word, something to just let her know that, hey, she can do this, that she's the right mom for her baby. Because so many moms are filled with self-doubt, constantly questioning everything they're doing, and sometimes they just need to hear some encouragement from another mom. Another thing I read on Psychology Today is having a child is often incredibly stressful on a couple's relationship, especially if you don't feel as supported by your partner as you'd like to be. So a new mom has so much going on, and she also feels a tension between wanting to keep up friendships and a social life, but she feels too exhausted or too anxious to really engage in that. She might feel anxious about being away from her baby, or she just might not have the energy really to build relationships. And I get that. But you can't stay in that place permanently. Because if you stay in that place of non-relationships as a mom, it really does something Long-term loneliness and isolation can be detrimental to your health, emotionally or physically. So really what this means is we need each other. Moms need each other. We need community. We need friends. We do not need to do this alone. I love this scripture, John seven thirty-seven. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit 
whom those who believed in him were later to receive. I love that. Couldn't you use some rivers of living water? And I realized that the rivers of living water that he's referring to is the Holy Spirit. So I love Jesus's interaction with the woman at the well. In John 4, 13 through 15, Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. So you might be saying, okay, how can this help me? You know, my day-to-day, my motherhood, you know, all the things I have to do in a given day. Well, what it means is that God is relational and God wants to be in relationship with us. And He has given us a promise that says He will give us rivers of living water. We need living water if we are going to go and raise our children in this world today, if we are going to teach them truth, if we are going to teach them the way that they should go, we need that living water of the Holy Spirit. There are so many things that try to tell us what we should be, how we should act, kind of mom we should be, the kind of children we should have. So we need that living water that will refresh us. We need the Word of God that points us to the truth that isn't always in line with culture. And actually, the Word of God is almost always counterculture, but it's the truth. So we need that. We need to keep our eyes focused on the truth, have healthy relationships. Because if we're not in relationship we are not going to feel 100%. And I just want you to know that that's because we are designed to be in relationship with one another. So if you are not connected to another mom and maybe you do have a newborn baby, I really would encourage you to step out or attend a mom group at a church or maybe a MOPS group, which those are all over the country, everywhere, and you can join those. But it is so good to know that you are not alone in what you are facing. That's why I reached out to my friend when I had an eight-week-old baby because I knew I needed someone to talk to about all the things I was experiencing in my life. And that meet up with my friend really was so life-giving. And every time we met up, It just brought energy and life to my soul, and that's because that's how we're designed. So I hope you enjoyed this today. I hope it sparked something in your heart or encouraged you to really go deeper in your relationship with the Lord. When we know God, we get to know ourselves better, and then we get to love people the way God loves them. It's really a beautiful gift and a beautiful thing we get to participate in. So until next time, I hope you have an awesome day today, and I look forward to sharing more with you soon. If you haven't already done so, please take a minute and subscribe to the podcast. And also, I would love for you to leave a review if you've enjoyed what you've heard today. 
Thanks for listening.